الحمد لله حمدا كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه كما يحب ربنا ويرضى وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلاة الله وسلامه عليه وبعد Insha'Allah Ta'ala, as mentioned, we want to look at the seven benefits of good character. But before getting into that, we were asking about Al-Birr. What is Al-Birr? Brother just gave the answer. Righteousness. Righteousness. So, this is an indication and a good time to to grab a pen and a paper or to utilize the memo app on your mobile device so that you can take some notes inshallah ta'ala unless you have a photographic memory and total recall then okay no problem um, but we'll, we'll see inshallah ta'ala because questions will be asked ma'am questions will be asked inshallah ta'ala so that's fair warning. So al-birr. What is al-birr? The general translation is what? Righteousness. 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 So what is al-ithim? Which would be the opposite of al-birr. So if al-birr is righteousness, then the opposite is what? Disobedience. To be unrighteous. Right? And the like. And, and this is a way by way in which we can understand concepts better and understand the reality. Because if you understand the opposite, then it helps you better understand the thing itself. For example, will you truly be able to appreciate and to understand the concept of peace without knowing the concept of war? Right? Or truly appreciate love without understanding is opposite hate so by way of this we're, we're able to understand so the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam as it comes in a hadith and nawas radiyallahu ta'ala anhu he said sa'altu rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam an al-birr wal-ithm and i want you to reflect on this because we walillahi alhamd Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he has guided us to the way of the salaf. He has guided us to be upon the Qur'an and the sunnah, upon the understanding of the salaf of this ummah. To be upon the way of the sahaba. And I want you to reflect on the questions that the sahaba they used to ask. And I want you to compare that to the questions that we ask in our time when we have an opportunity to meet with one of the people of knowledge. This great Sahabi, he asked, what is Al-Birr and what is Al-Ithim? SubhanAllah. When we ask and have an opportunity to ask questions, does it ever strike our mind to ask the likes of these questions? What is Al-Birr and what is Al-Ithim? What is the benefit in knowing what is Al-Birr? What's the benefit in knowing that? Again, I'm sorry, I said it too. All at one time, it confused me. <laughs> so you can do what pleases Allah. And you said? To perfect what 
oneself. To perfect oneself, meaning that by being or being obedient, being righteous, right? So you can act upon it, right? In other words, so you can implement it. You know what is al-birr, so that you may implement it and be of those who are righteous, who are religious. Naam? Right. What is the benefit in learning or what is al-ithim? So you can stay away from it. Naam? So you can avoid it. This is the way of the Sahaba. They just didn't ask about the good things. But they also used to ask about those things that are not good so that they can avoid them. Ma'am, this is the way, the right way. Now I want you to compare that. And the reason I'm, 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 I want to divert a little bit from the, the, the topic at hand and to, and to highlight this is because the methodology, the way, the minhaj that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has revealed for mankind to follow it is not something that is restricted to a particular time and era and then that's it and then it's not applicable to any other era or any other time that's outside of that era and time but is that which is applicable in every era and every time Ma'am? so if you ever have an individual because see sometimes we you know we need to know what are the warning signs what are the red flags right if you ever have an individual tell you things like Akhi, just call people to the sunnah you don't have to speak about bid'ah. Man, this is the compromise, quote-unquote, that the people who are not upon the sunnah, they try to get you to do. If you come here, just talk about khair. No need to speak about bid'ah. No, no need to highlight any mistakes. Just, speak, just tell the people about what's good. That's all they want to hear about. Okay. If the, if the issue was an issue as such as we're just going to talk about what the people want to hear about, okay, that's good advice, right? But if the issue is telling the people what they need to hear, then you're going to speak about some things that they want and some things that they don't want because it's what they need to hear. It's like when you go to the doctor and you're getting medical treatment, some of the medical treatment you're okay with, other, other aspects of the medical treatment you don't like. You may, you maybe you have to get a needle, maybe you have to go for a test, maybe you have to take some medicine that is nasty, but... This is, if you want to get better, this is what you need. Ma'am, so it's not always going to be what you want, how you want it, when you want it, to the degree that you want it, so on and so forth. Sometimes you need to hear what you need to hear, whether you like it or not. Sometimes you need to hear what you need to hear, whether you like it or not. So, that means that sometimes you have to speak about things that are bad. Why? So you know what to avoid. If you don't know what to avoid, how could you possibly avoid it? If you don't know and you're not able to differentiate between good and evil, how could you possibly avoid evil? You will do evil thinking it's good. And you may abandon some good thinking it's evil. Why? Because it has not been clearly defined to you what is good. It has not been clearly defined to you what is evil. So as the poet he said, he said, I learned what is evil. I knew about or learned what was evil. Not for the sake of learning evil, but in order to safeguard myself from it. Because the one who is incapable of distinguishing between good and evil, then he will fall into it. Meaning what? He will fall into evil. Unknowingly. He will fall into evil perhaps thinking it was good. So what will be the point of speaking about sunnah only and not talking about bid'ah? 
do you think that there is a Muslim on the face of the earth who does bid'ah believing that it is the worst of affairs? Huh? The Prophet Sallallahu what did he say in Khubat Sahajah? I want you to tell me. Sharr al-umur wa muhdathatuha that the worst of all affairs are the newly invented matters. So you want me to believe that there's a Muslim walking around on earth and their, and their intention is, I'm going to do this thing because it's bid'ah and it's the worst thing ever and it's horrible and it's, and, and it, and it's, and it's so bad, but that's what I want to do. I wanna, I'm going to do that. No. They do it because they think it's good. And this is why the shaitan, he loves bid'ah more than he loves sin. Because the Muslim, they know what is sin. So if a person drinks alcohol, if a person yeah, and he gambles or anything of this nature, they know this is sinful. So they feel bad. So they're going to make tawbah, inshallah ta'ala. But if a person does something that it never strikes their mind to make tawbah from it because they think that actually is drawing them near unto Allah, you don't make tawbah from something that is righteousness. You don't make tawbah from something that draws you near to Allah. You think you're upon what is good. So what do you do in that case? You increase in doing it. You do it more, you do it more, you do it more because you think it's good. So there's not a single Muslim on the face of the planet who does a bit of thinking that is bad. They do it because they think it's good. They do it because they think it's drawing them near to Allah. But all the while, it is what is, is pushing them further away from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This is why shaitan loves it more because a person will never make tawbah from bid'ah because they think it's good. So the only way the only way that you will that we will be able to foil the plot of shaitan as it relates to bid'ah is that we have to point it out to our brothers and our sisters. This is actually not from the sunnah. This is from bid'ah. This is from the worst of all affairs as the Prophet ﷺ call it. Now, I want you to reflect. Even individuals who would acknowledge that the Prophet ﷺ never did this thing. What is their justification for them to do it, they say, no, 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 this is bid'ah al-hasana. This is a good bid'ah. You have some bid'ah, bad bid'ah, some, and some bid'ah, good bid'ah. So this one, no, this one's different. It's bid'ah al-hasana. Why? Because even these individuals, they cannot stomach. It is not palatable, palatable to them to say, I'm doing bid'ah sayyi'ah. I'm doing bad bid'ah. No, nobody is that evil. Right? So we have to point out what is the bid'ah so you stay away from it. So, going back, it's not possible to properly call to the sunnah without pointing out bid'ah. Just like it's not possible to properly call to tawheed without pointing out what is shirk. You have to explain them both. This is a tawheed, this is what you do. This is shirk, this is what you do not do. So anyone that comes and tells you, no, 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 just call the good, just talk about good, just don't, just don't, just, just don't. This is a person's upon misguidance. They're not upon the way to Salaf. Because if that was the case, then Nawaz, Nawaz, he will only have asked about Al-Birr. He wouldn't have asked about Ithim. <laughs> so, he asked about what is Al-Birr, what is Al-Ithim. You see, this could have been the whole class itself, just looking at this hadith. But inshallah ta'ala, maybe another time. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi said, Al-Birr, Al-Birr, what is Birr? Shows. What is birr? What is righteousness? The Prophet said, Al-birr husnul khuluq. Al-birr, righteousness, 
is good character. Because good character encompasses everything that's righteous. In other words, I put it, let's, let's reverse it. If a person is righteous, if a person is truly righteous, would you imagine them having bad character? No. No. When a person is described and categorized as being righteous, you expect from them good character. And this is why it is such uh, uh, astonishing and it's so amazing, right? If a person has been described to you and categorized as being righteous and then you see from them bad character. What is, what is the knee-jerk response is what? I thought you said he was righteous. This person has bad character. He's backbiting, he's lying, he's cheating, he's swindling. I thought you said he was righteous. Because it's understood what? If you're righteous, you have good character. Ma'am? So I'm stressing this because what? It's because the shaitan, he has a trick. Shaitan has tricks. Shaitan has tricks for the alim. Shaitan has tricks for the talib. Shaitan has tricks for the ami. Shaitan has tricks for the scholar. Has tricks for the student. Has tricks for the common Muslim. Has tricks for everyone. So people of the sunnah. Ya ahlul athar. Salafiyoon. Do you think shaitan will have tricks for you? Yes. Yeah, uh, you're the ones he wants to trick the most. Huh? Do you think he doesn't have any tricks for you? He has plenty of tricks for you. From the tricks is what is to get individuals to feel self-righteous, to become amazed with themselves, pump their chests out. And a salafi, ethari, sundi. Naam. Okay. Alhamdulillah, that's excellent. But if you're saying that, as a defense for yourself because you are involved in the most despicable of sins then what are you talking about what do you mean and this has happened there's been individuals who are fornicators who have had who have had children out of wedlock we're not talking about somebody that there was it was said maybe they fornicate no somebody got a bunch of illegitimate children running around three years old five years old illegitimate kids this person claimed well, I've been selfish for the past 20 years. How you got a kid that's three years old out of wedlock, man? Not saying that that, that makes you not selfish. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. I want to find understand that. I'm not saying that'll make you not selfish. But what I'm saying is that we have to check ourselves. Just because you're upon the sunnah doesn't mean that's it. Muslims not going to go to hell? Yeah. To be cleansed. So you think you, you, it's impossible for you to go to hell? And do you know what this individual, because this is a real life person, I'm just not going to say their name because that's not the point. This is a real life person. Do you know what their, what their um, defense for themselves was? Well, at least I'm Salafi. So that gives you a free pass now to have illegitimate children and to make fornication. And not even fornication, this person has been previously married. That, that's, that makes it okay now? Of course not. We have to have good character. That's across the board. Doing what you're supposed to be doing, staying away from what you're supposed to be staying away from. When you speak, you're truthful. When you quarrel with people, you quarrel with them in a good manner. You don't become abusive. You don't become belligerent and things of this nature. You don't become verbally abusive. You don't start cussing them out and speaking to them foul. 
Just because you're upon the sunnah doesn't give you the license just to run off at your mouth and be the most foul person. But, Allah Mustafa, when I mean it's amazing, it's amazing. A person who's supposed to be upon the sunnah categorizes having good character. But then you run an establishment and you have twerking Tuesdays? This is real life. This is not fake. Weight loss program and that's, and that's your marketing ploy? Twerking Tuesdays? Could you even imagine? Don't imagine that. I'm sorry. Stuck for a lot. Don't imagine that. How horrible is this? Anyway, the Prophet said, Al-Birr husnul khuluq. Al-Birr is good character. Al-Birr, summing up, concise, what's Birr? Good character. Well, Ithim, and what is Ithim? Mahaka fi sodrik. That which it, it, it bounces around in your chest. What, what does it mean? You feel uncomfortable. You do something, you, you, you know it's not right. You don't feel comfortable. وَكَرِهْتَ أَنْ يَطَلَعَ عَلَيْهِ النَّاسِ And you're scared people for know about it. Ithim, person says, is this bad or not? You comfortable people knowing about that? No. No. Then it's bad. Right? If you got to erase your browse history, because you, you, know, you don't want your wife coming to see what website she was on, it's bad. What she did was bad. You understand? Know if you got to put your earbuds in because you want to rock out to the latest new jam so you think people can't hear so you put your earbuds in act like, you know, so people can't hear it, you won't just put it on your phone, then what? It's bad. You shouldn't be doing that. So the, the sin is that which bounces around in your chest and you don't want people to know about it. Now, this I wanted to bring to our attention because what a lot of what would get us to having good character will be to do those things that we already know we should be doing and to stay away from those things that we know we should be staying away from. You understand? It's not a big learning curve. It's to implement what you know you should be doing and stop doing that stuff you know you should not be doing. And when you get weak, because you're going to get weak, you're not always going to win. Sometimes your soul, your evil inclination of your soul will get the better of you. Sometimes the shaitan, he will defeat you. So when that happens, how do you turn that situation around? How do you turn that defeat into a victory? By repenting unto Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's how you foil the plot of shaitan. Shaitan gets you to do all kinds of sins and you and you fall victim and, 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 and you get overpowered. Right? You get defeated. All this stuff now is stacked against you. How do you how do you rectify that situation? You make Tawbah. Because once you make Tawbah, sincere Tawbah, ma'am, as our beloved brother was just talking about, right? That sincere Tawbah, you make sincere Tawbah, then what happens? The one who repents is like the one who didn't do the sin. So once you make that sincere tawbah, all that weight that was on you, now is gone. For the plot of shaitan. Now all the effort shaitan put into destroying you has been faulted. It's all been erased. Null and void.
Subhanallah. Naam. So we have to be mindful of really trying to rectify ourselves in our own situations. So from the benefits, and this is why you have to have a pen and paper, some kind of note-taking application, or just an impeccable memory, so you can get these down, inshallah ta'ala. There comes a hadith that the Prophet sallallahu hadith is in Bukhari Muslim, tafiqun alayhi. Where it was mentioned that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam lam yakun Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam fahishan mutafahisha the Prophet ﷺ, he was not one who was lewd and vulgar. He was not lewd, nor was he vulgar. Ma'am? So from good character, how should we speak? We should speak in good terms, using good words. We should not speak about filthy topics, using filthy speech. We should not be of individuals who are known to curse people out. To use foul language. To speak about things, inappropriate things. Damn, this is bad speech. Not to be lewd, not to be vulgar, not to be explicit, not to be provocative. None of this is good. So from good characters that are individual, they have what? Good speech. They have good speech, they're not lewd, and they are not foul-mouthed. And the Prophet ﷺ, he used to say. And when you hear this construction like this, he used to say, this means what? It was not one or twice. It was not one or twice. Meaning he used to often say. He used to say often. He used to say often this to the best of the nation. The Sahaba. So how much more so do we constantly need the likes of these reminders? You understand? Because another trick of shaitan, another trick of shaitan, and this reminds me of something that uh, happened some years ago, and the, the first one who I've ever heard brought it to the attention was Abu Uwais, rahimahullah ta'ala. Where he had mentioned that some of the people, they have it, they don't have the proper understanding, they have it, they, 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 they have misconceptions. They think that being upon the sunnah, being Salafi, is that we, you know, is, 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 is always an overt conversation about minhaj, about aqidah, naam, refuting bid'ah, rudud, that this is all it, all it means to be Salafi. He said to the point where if you speak about, and I'm paraphrasing, it's not the exact words of Abu Wais, but he said to the point where if you were to speak about good character, cleansing your heart, and things like that, some of the brothers were saying, why are you talking about that? That's soft stuff. Why are you talking about that soft? Why are you, you need to talk about, you know, fruit the innovator? Why are you want to talk about cleaning the heart now? And things of that nature. Now, so it shows this is another trick that Shaitan he plays on us. He, he diverts us from talking about these issues and wants, to, and wants to focus in us on talking about other issues. Why? Because he knows by doing that, that's what leads to people saying things like, oh, yeah, I got a baby mama, but at least I'm selfie. That's how you get to there. Person say, how do you get from here to there? By restricting the conversation of what it means to be upon the sunnah just to a specific set of things, a specific set of issues, 
due to due to the exclusion of other issues this is how you get a person saying well at least I'm self but you gotta be mom yeah at least I'm self all of it is some self here cleaning your heart is some self here having good character is some self here all of it is some self here Imam al-Barrahari what did he mention that verily the sunnah is what Huh? The Sunnah is Islam, and Islam is the Sunnah. One cannot be established without the other. Naam. So, Naam, the Ulaman said this means Aqidah. So, but do we think the Aqidah is devoid of action? No. Gotta have action. Gotta, gotta implement it, right? Okay. So it's all together. Cleaning your heart, having good character. This is all from the Deen. It's all from, it's all from the Sunnah. But the Prophet Sallallahu he used to often say, that verily from the best of you that verily from the best of you are those who have the best character the best of you are those who have the best character if, if concentrating on good character was not from the sunnah then why did the prophet used to often say this it is from the sunnah it is from the sunnah so from the first benefit of being upon the sunnah is that what is that the best of the people are those who have the best character. So the best of the Muslims are those who have the best character. Naam. And this is why the people of innovation, so I want, I want to show you the connection now. This is why the people of innovation could not in reality be described as people who have good character. Why? Because they have bad character with the Prophet ﷺ. They have bad character with the Sahaba. They have bad character with the ulama. The Prophet Sallallahu his, his status is known, right? We don't have to get into that. But the Sahaba, Allah Ta'ala says about them, Radiyallahu anhum wa an. That Allah is pleased with them and they are pleased with him. The, the, the Prophet Sallallahu said about the Sahaba, Khayrun nas qarni, the best of mankind, my generation, the Sahaba. So anyone who has bad character with the best of this nation, how you, how you gonna have good character? You got bad character. Naam, the ulama, the status of the ulama, those from Allah Ta'ala, he, naam, those from Allah Ta'ala, he tells us what? That we have to obey Ul-Amr. We have to obey those who are authority uh, from amongst us. Who are they? The ulama and the umara, the ulama and the, the leaders, the scholars and the leaders. Naam, Allah Ta'ala tells us we have to obey them with the condition that what they are telling us to do is in, is in compliance to the Kitab and the Sunnah. Their, their superiority, well known. But, the Prophet Sallallahu said about the ulama, وَرَثَةُ الْأَنْبِيَاءِ That they are the inheritance of the Prophets. So their status is known. They are the inheritance of the Prophets. So anyone who has bad character with them, how can they be described as someone who has good character? Do you understand? But it, I, I must point this out because unfortunately we live in a time where the people, they have extremely bad character as relates to the ulama. They're quick to speak bad about the ulama. The ulama, they don't know what's going on. The ulama, they just do what the government's telling them to do. The ulama, they only know about uh, uh, menses and post postpartum bleeding. Bleeding. Yeah, subhanAllah. They don't understand, but you understand. But then you want us to say, but then you want us to understand you're a good person? No, you have bad character. You have bad character with those whom Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he praised them and showed us their rank. You have bad character. Allah ta'ala said about the ulama, that really the only ones who truly fear Allah from his slaves are the ulama. 
but you're going to turn around and say that those who Allah Ta'ala say the only one that truly fear him, you're going to turn around and say, they don't understand nothing. They don't know what's going on. They're clueless. They don't know about the reality. They don't know about the everyday affair. They don't know about nothing. All they know about is, 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 is bleeding and stuff. Subhanallah. Subhanallah. So that person has good character? Nope. This is why the people of innovation can never be categorized as those who have good character. They might have aspects of good character, but they don't have good character. Just like a person that, 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 that can make shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Can never be categorized as someone that has good character. Why? Because you have bad character with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So how in the world you have good character? It makes sense? So good character, what? It's from the deen. Good character is from what it means to be Sunni. Having good character is what it means to be Salafi. Having good character is what it means to be Ethari. Having good character is what it means to be from Ahlul Sunni wal Jama'ah. Having good character is all connected. It's all connected. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, so number one is what? Is that good character from the benefits of having good character is that it makes you from the best. It makes you from the best of the people that you have good character. Now, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he says and it comes in a hadith of Abu Darda, radiyallahu ta'ala anhu, fi ma rawahu wa turmadhi, ma shay'un athqara fi mizan al-mu'min, يوم القيامة من خلق حسن that there is nothing heavier in the scale of the believer on the day of judgment from good character نعم the day of judgment the day that the deeds and the, and the individuals will be weighed right that's the day that you need your scale of good deeds to what to be heavy to be heavy. So if you want your scale of good deeds to be heavy, then what do you have to have a concern with? Good character. Because there's nothing heavier than good character. Now, because as mentioned, as mentioned, what is the ultimate and the highest rank of good character? Is what? La ilaha illallah. Is living in accordance to it and establishing it. So if you have good character in reality, how could you lose? You can't lose. You can't lose. This is why good character is so important. The Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. He was asked, "Su'ila Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam." This is another question. Listen to these questions. That the Sahaba used to ask as it comes to Hadith of Abu Hurairah, radiallahu ta'ala anhu, where he said the Prophet وسلم, the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa he was asked, on the thing that enters the people into the Jannah the most. What will enter the people into the Jannah the most? Right? What did the Prophet وسلم, he said? To have piety, to have taqwa. To have taqwa of Allah, which means that you do what Allah has commanded you to do. And you stay away from that which Allah Ta'ala commanded you to stay away from. Naam. This is what it means to what to fear Allah Ta'ala. And you do that to the best of your ability. Right. And good character. So if you want to go to the Jannah, good character. You see, if you have good character, you can't lose. Because one, it's the heaviest thing in the scale. So when, when, when it's time for the, for the, for the weighing, you're going to be successful. 
What's the mo one of the mo one of the things that will enter the people to the gender the most? Good characters. We have good characters. One of the things that will enter people to the gender the most. How could you lose? So if you want to set yourself up to be a winner, then you have to concentrate on your character. You have to concentrate on your character. And having good character is not just when you are outside. Having good character is not just when you are with the people. Having good character is also when you are alone by yourself. You still have to have good character. So, the next one is that what? Is that it is that which will enter people into gender the most. Now, so, so far, let's recap. Having good character, you'll be from the best of the people. Having good character, good character is the heaviest thing inside the, the scale. Good character, enter the people into the gender the most. Now, like, the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, because a person, they may believe that, yeah, good character is good, but you know, because you know, like I said, Shaitan has tricks for everyone. So Shaitan will come to person and say, oh, well, you know, good character is good, just, you should concentrate on having good character. But you should put more focus in on praying at night and fasting in the day. Because you got people like that. Have you ever seen people like that? Who they people who they fast a lot, they pray a lot, but they're awful. They have awful character. They're rude to people. They have no forbearance with people. They they they're nasty when they speak to people. Always have an attitude. They don't smile at people, right? From from having good character, you smile. Now that you're smiling at your brother and, you, and you're smiling at your brothers and the sisters smiling at each other. Not that you're giving each other, you know, hard looks and, 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 and you know, aggressive stares and, and things of this nature. No, that's not from good character. From good character is that you are pleasing, you are inviting. You are, in, in your speech, as Sheikh Abdullah al-Adani, he mentioned that you are inviting in your speech and in your disposition. Right? Have a smile on your face. Pleasant. All this is from good character. So a person that coming in, you know, Shaitan and say, don't worry about that, just worry about this. So their so their excuse would be, well, I, I pray every I pray every night and I and I fast every Mondays and and, and Thursdays and, and and the white days, so I'm good. I ain't got to be nice to everybody, you know, whatever. That becomes there. So listen what the Prophet said to me, sir. He said, "Inna sahib al-husn al-khuluq la yablughu bihi darajata sahib al-sawm wa salat." That verily the person of good character. The companion of good character, they would reach the level of the person who fasts often and who prays often. Now comes the other narrations, meaning to pray the nighttime. So by having good character, you will reach the level. You'll be on the same footing of a person who who fasts a lot and who prays the nighttime a lot. So now reflect. If you have good character and you fast, extra fast, as much as you can, and you pray something from the night prayer as much as you can, how can you lose? How can you lose? You can't. You can't lose. So this is another point of benefit, which brings us to how many points of benefit so far? Four. 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 
I sent to him. See, that was a test. See, you know what I mean? Yeah, I did good. Inshallah. Allah Ta'ala reward and bless each of you tremendously. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam Oh, let, uh, before that. Before that. So now, what will enter the people into the Jannah the most will be good character. That's an awesome question, right? From Abu Huraira. That's awesome. You know, we need to start thinking like that. How do I go to Jannah? What will get people into Jannah the most? What do I need to do to go to Jannah? Right? I mean, it sounds simple, but is that a question that we have asked ourselves? What do I need to do to go to Jannah? Right, you know, people write plans. They want to make money. You know, what, what what's the saying? Those who plan to fail. No, those who fail to plan, plan to fail. Right? Those who fail to plan, plan to fail. So they say that about dunya. So you may tell you gotta have a you got you know, you gotta understand your motivations, you gotta have write write down uh you know, your goals and you know, things like that. Okay. It makes sense when it comes to dunya, right? It makes sense. Okay. I mean, okay, it works, it works, okay, fine. Before, before, before the Akhirah, none of us thought about that? What am I going to do to try to go to Jannah? What's your plan to try to go to Jannah? You know, most Muslims will come back and say, I'm going to be a good Muslim. Okay, what does that mean? How? How are you going to be a good Muslim? I'm going to pray. Obviously, if you don't pray, you're not a Muslim. Right? Yeah, I want to hear about it. There is. But we're talking about a person that say, I don't have to pray. You're not a Muslim. There's no ikhilaf on that. Right? Okay, so praying, yes, you got to pray. That's a given. What else? I'm going to fast when I'm gone. Obviously, that's a given. What's your plan, though? How are you going to be a good Muslim? Right? Hmm? People say that, yeah, but how? You're going to be sincere. It's excellent. You're going to have ikhlas. It's excellent. You're going to, okay. Now I'm in the actions, but how do you, how, how, how could you accomplish that? How can you accomplish the actualization of Tawheed. Knowledge. You got to study. You got to study. So a person, and I'm saying this because I, I want us to be hard on ourselves when it comes to these things. Right? Because it's easy to say, well, you know, I'm going to appeal from my attention. Okay, but without knowledge, how are you going to do that? So, purify my attention, that's good. How? Well, I'm going to study Tharatatul Usul. I'm going to memorize Tharatatul Usul. I'm, I want to go over Quad al I want to go over Kitab al-Tawheed. Right? I want to understand the ayat that talk about Tawheed. I want to understand the hadith talk about Tawheed. You understand? Why? Because I want to know what is it Tawheed so I can do it. And I want to know exactly what it should so I can stay away from it. See, if a person comes like that, that, that that's a person you take serious. He's like, okay, yeah. You have a good head on your shoulders. You, you, you have a good plan. You have a good plan. Because not just you telling me your goal, but you're also telling me how you plan to go about achieving it. Right? So that's like, okay, yeah, you have, that's good. You have a good plan. Good head in your shoulders. And the only reason I'm saying is because a lot of times, even us, the shaitan, he tricks us into just generalities. I'm going to be upon the sunnah. Okay, how? Oh, I'm going to be upon the sunnah. Okay, how? I'm going to say it from Ben. Okay, how? How are you going to learn about the sunnah and it's been a year and you haven't even read a hadith? So how are you going to learn about the sunnah? Right? So this is where we got to start having detailed plans. 
And, and to write it down is good. Write it down. Alhamdulillah. You know, the, the, the ulama, they have bronamage. They have, they have you know, uh, what we call it, syllabus. That they would, they would give to the students of knowledge of suggested books to, to read and to study. So to, to get them strong in, in, in the fundamental affairs of the religion. Ma'am? Um, any, anybody who tells you, I'm, 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 I want to be a good Muslim, but they do not mention focusing and concentrating on learning and understanding the book of Allah, then they have deceived themselves. They have deceived themselves. To be a good Muslim, but have totally no understanding of, the, of Allah's book, no relationship with the book of Allah, you have totally deceived yourselves. How are you going to be a good Muslim and you don't understand Allah's book? How are you going to be a good Muslim and you don't understand Surah Al-Fatiha? You cite it all the time and don't even know what's there. Right? So that's what I'm saying. These tangible things. I'm going to be a good Muslim. How? Well, you know what? I'm going to start by learning what is the meaning of La, la ilaha illallah, the conditions, the prerequisites, the pillars, right? Conditions, the conditions, prerequisites, the same thing. Pillars, right? The meaning of it, what it points to, what it necessitates. Then I'm going to go to Muhammad Rasulullah, right? So, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I'm going to go over the tafsir of Surah Al-Fatiha. I want to know what it means inside and out, right? I want to make sure I'm reciting correctly so that, so that, so that, so that the ayn is a ayn and not, and, not, and, not, and not a hamza, right? So on and so forth. This is a person that, that really has a plan. This is a person with a good head in the show. So what I'm saying is this is what I want for all of us to do. Homework for ourselves. To sit back and say, okay, I want to go to Jannah. How? What am I going to do to get there? Right? But, so that's, a, so that's an awesome question. So then, was that it? Was that all that was asked about? What's going to enter people into, the, into uh, Jannah the most? Nope. But then they asked about the what? opposite the knock and what is the thing that will enter people into the hellfire the most the prophet he said the mouth and the private parts the mouth and the private parts how many sins could you reflect on as linked to the mouth and to the private parts subhanallah man how many people got killed because they ran off at the mouth? How many people got killed because an argument led to fighting that led to killing, shedding of blood? How many people utilized their private part in the wrong way because they started by using their mouth in the wrong way? That slight little flirtation with the cashier. Every time you see it, you say something. Oh, you're so nice. Let me give you my phone number so you can get the rewards. Oh, well, you might as well hook up and meet me. I can give you some things I got. Oh, you might as well just come to the house anyway. Oh, you, oh, you, oh, you, oh, you in trouble now. <laughs> now, but it all started from what? Kalam. Kalam. Without, without, without using your mouth in the wrong way, you'll never get to that end. But you started with what? The Kalam. Well, actually, no, you didn't start with the Kalam. The Kalam was the opening door. But what, what, is, what is the ultimate thing you started with? Your eyes. First it was the look. 
First it was the look, right? But in any event, even if you had that look, you look, you look, you look, you look, if it didn't translate to your mouth, so your mouth get people in trouble. So the mouth is going to be the most thing that get people into the fire. And then what? The private part. How many things people do for the private part get them in trouble? All kinds of trouble. All kinds of mess. But if you have good character, the mouth will be governed and the private part will be governed. The mouth will be protected and the private part will be protected. The mouth will be used properly and the private part will be used properly. So if you, so if you cut off the road to hell... That only leaves you one other option, and that is what? Jannah. So with, with, with good character, you cannot lose. You can't lose. Naam. But the Prophet said, Akmalu mu'minina imana ahsanuhum khuluqa. That the believers who have the best iman, the most perfect and the most complete of faith, are those who have the best character. So this is the fifth point of benefit of good character is that by having good character you will have the yani the most complete faith so the more complete your character the more complete your faith now and hence whoever has increased you in good character has increased you in in, in deen to phrase that in another way whoever is has better character than you has better deen than you they beat you. If they beat you in good character, they beat you in deen. They're better than you in the deen. Naam? So if, and so if you want to be the best, you have to what? Have the best character. Naam? And the best character is not restricted to just when you're with the brothers, but also the best character with what? With your family, with your wives, with your children, with your your mother, your father. How many people? And, and subhanAllah, so shaitan got a lot of tricks. So you got to be mindful of the tricks. Shaitan, because this is the thing of shaitan. If he can't get you... To just to, 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 to just be flat out evil, right? Then he'll get you to be evil as much as as much as as, as, as he can trick you, right? So for example, the shaitan would rather you don't give nobody their rights. But rather that you're nasty to your to, to, to your mother, to your father, to your wife, to your children, right? That you're disrespectful to everybody. But if he sees you're insisting upon being respectful, then he's gonna say, Okay, you know what? Be respectful to your wife. Disrespect your mother. Oh, right. Big no no. But how many people are like that? So over loving and warm with their wife, and then speak to their mother in the most rude manners. Mother called, they don't answer the phone. Wife called, they answer the first ring. They don't want to go nine the second ring. Can't go. Can't can't get nowhere near voicemail. But the mother called, they might decline the call. You understand? Or the opposite. Respectful with their with their parents, disrespect the wife, disrespect the kids. Tyrant in the home, beautiful brother outside the home. That's that's from the tricks of Shaitan. Whereas from good characters, you give everybody their rights. Kind to your mother, you kind to your father, you kind to your wife, kind to your children, kind to the brothers, kind to the neighbors. So on and so forth. Naam, you don't infringe upon anyone's rights. So in order to have the best Iman, you have to have the best character. So if you have, if you are a believer with strong Iman, the most complete Iman is because you have good character. How 
could you lose? Can't lose. Can't lose. The six, it comes, as we see the Prophet he said that, and for lack and for time, inshallah ta'ala will summarize. But there's going to be yani bait wa baitin fi al jannah liman hassana khuluqahu. That there's going to be a house. Now, now, now check this out. Whatever expensive area, because we know there's some areas really expensive, right? So the areas of the rich and famous, right? To have a mansion there would be nice, correct? It'd be nice. It's, it's okay. It'd be nice. Why not? If it's halal, it's no problem. It'd be nice. So now think about what about having a house and the highest part of Jannah. There's no comparison. That's nice beyond your wildest dreams and imagination. Because remember there are things in Jannah that no eye has seen, no heart has even desired or wanted. Right? There's no comparison. So the question is, if it was possible for you in a halal manner without, you know, doing anything that was detrimental to your to, to, to yourself or to your health or, you know be that physically or mentally if it was said if you do this you can get a house in you know a mansion somewhere in the, in the most uh, prestigious neighborhood would you do it yeah why not why not right yeah it's okay all right so now what if what would you do what would you do to get a house in the highest part of Jannah? that's the question how do you get it? The Prophet said, is for the one who has beautified and made good his character. So if you have good character, then you will have a house waiting for you in the highest part of Jannah. So if you have good character, you cannot lose. The ulama they mentioned, they said that all of the narrations, and I want you to write this down, this is a, this is a, a side benefit. All of the narrations that come that say if you do such and such then you will have X, Y, and Z in Jannah now if you do such and such then you will have X, Y, and Z in Jannah they say the, the benefits and the motivation is if you do those things and that there is something in Jannah that belongs to you O Muslim then have the glad tidings that eventually you will reach your property. You understand? So if there's a house waiting for you in Jannah, you will occupy it, inshallah ta'ala. So this is what? An encouragement. So if you have a house waiting for you in the highest portion of Jannah, how could you lose? It's impossible. You have a house waiting for you in the highest part of Jannah. That's better than living in the best neighborhood in the best mansion on earth. Can't lose. That's for the one who has good character. Man, that's for the one who has good character. This was this was some also some side benefit also mentioned. I was I was going to yeah, I summarize, but no, inshallah ta'ala. Let's um let's uh let's mention it. The Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam also he said that 
there will be in Jannah also a house for the one who leaves off arguing even if they were right. Who leaves off arguing even if they were right. I want you to reflect on that. That if you leave off arguing even when you're right, for you is a house in Jannah. This is good marital advice. Because how many of the spouses, everybody won't be right. Right? And they'll keep going and going and going and going. But just remember this narration. There's a house for you in Jannah if you leave off the, the, the any quarreling, even if you're right. You say, okay, forget it. It's fine. House waiting for you in Jannah, inshallah ta'ala. And there's a house waiting in Jannah for the one who leave off lying, even if it's just in, uh, you know, in in jest, even if it's just joking around. They, they abandon lying. So they don't lie to make people laugh, but they don't lie joking. If you leave If you leave off lying, then there will be a house for you in Jannah. Naam. So, ala kulli hal, if you have good character, then from good characters, what you leave off, you leave off arguing. Even when you're, even even if you're right, you have a right to continue, but you leave it off. That's from good character, right? The person that di that did that, that was forbearing and that you know, pardoned people and, and gave things up. You will say that, that that person has good character. This is this is known to be from good character. So if you have good character and you do that. Then what? Then, then you're eligible for, for, for a house. See, it doesn't say that you, you, you can only have one house. You can have more than one house. You know what I'm saying? You can have more than one house. It's not just one house. You can have more than one house. So if you leave off your right, even though you're arguing, and you, and you let your right go, even though, they, even though you're right, you're eligible for a house. If you got good character, this is the kind of things you're going to be doing anyway. If you leave off lying, even to make people laugh, you get a house. This is excellent because a person has good character. A person is not going to lie. They're not going to lie to make people laugh. Ma'am, they're not going to be a person who's known for lying. So then, what? You're eligible for a house. And then, if you have good character, you're eligible for a house in the best neighborhood, the best area, or the best or the highest portion, as I say, of Jannah. You can't lose. With good character, you can't lose. So, for the sixth point of benefit that you get from having good character is that there will be a house in the highest part of Jannah for the one who, who. Hassana Kulukahu, which is important, which means that you have to put work into doing it. Hassana, that you tried, that you put in effort to make your character better. And then the the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam he mentioned, he said, أحبكم إلي وأقربكم مني مجلسا يوم القيامة أحسنكم خلو أخلاقا and at verily those who will be the most beloved unto me نعم and the closest to me on the day of judgment I want you to reflect on that those who will be beloved unto the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and near to the Prophet ﷺ. I want you to reflect on the occurrences of the Day of Judgment. How terrifying the Day of Judgment will be. Now, we know the Prophet ﷺ, he will not be disgraced on the Day of Judgment. He will be safe. Right? So if you're in close proximity to the Prophet ﷺ, who is safe, then this increases the probability of what? That you will be safe. 
Do you understand? This increases the probability that you will be safe. Which also highlights the danger of bid'ah. Because how many people will make it to the hole? They'll make it to the, right? And then the angel will drag them away. Why? And throw them in a hellfire. Why? Because bid'ah that they had done. So bid'ah is horrible. So anybody say don't talk about bid'ah, you bugging. You want to talk about that because you know you want to know exactly what to stay away from. Because no one wants to deal with any parts of that. No one wants that. You get all the way there, and before you can even drink, angels snatch you away and throw you in hell. Because a bit I used to do. So you don't want to mention anything about that? You want. No, that doesn't make any sense. Anyway, you increase the probability of being safe on the day of judgment. Who will be these people that will be beloved to the Prophet and closest to the Prophet on the day of judgment? The Prophet Sallallahu he said, those who have the best character, the best of you in character. The best of you in character. Naam. So on the Day of Judgment, those who will be the most beloved to the Prophet Sallallahu and those who near most, uh, the, the nearest to him will be those who have the best character. Seven-pointed benefit of having good character. So if you are near to the Prophet Sallallahu on the Day of Judgment and beloved to the Prophet Sallallahu how could you lose? You cannot. So these are just seven benefits from, from many more benefits that one will um, attain by beautifying their character. Because in order to be truly Sunni Salafi, you got to strive to have good character. You got to work hard. It's important. It's all a part of it. It's not separate from it. It's not divorced from it. It's not alien to it. It's all a part of it. Wa nattafi bihad al-qadr wa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in wa jazakumullahu khayra.